Hi, and welcome to the weekly Reality Check podcast. I'm Marshall Anschutz, your host and the owner of Unwritten Media. Today, I want to give you some of the latest news and technology from the augmented reality and virtual reality space. Um, and to start it off, there is a little bit of news that I've uncovered. Uh, if you look at Microsoft, they have a Windows Mixed Reality platform that is primarily for virtual reality headsets, but also they have the augmented reality side with uh, their HoloLens platform. Um, but the virtual reality side, there's about a half a dozen headsets from companies such as Dell, Samsung, Lenovo, um, and several others. Those headsets currently, if you look at their store, are out of stock. And that generally means one of two things for us. It either means they're getting ready to come out with the next generation, or it means that they are discontinuing a product. So, or of course, I guess, manufacturing supply chain issues. But the more headsets that you have, uh, more different manufacturers going on here, uh, the more chances are that they are looking at scaling down their production. Um, I seriously doubt that all these headsets use the exact same displays or components. So I really don't think that we have any issues in supply chain. I'm pretty sure that we've got some stuff going on here with Microsoft's interest in maintaining their current mixed reality uh, headset uh, lineup. Uh, there has been um, a very large uh, shift in apps to the Oculus Store and of course the Steam Store. Not ever a big shift in apps being created and released in the Windows Store. So uh, with that, I could see how it would be really hard to get uh, a lot of traction, a lot of new developers to come into your store. And so they may have decided to actually shift from doing a uh, complete package to scaling down and doing what they do best, which is focus on the operating system, some of the integrations, the DirectX, um, some of those other pieces alongside and uh, possibly just the AR side for their company as far as a consumer or business facing end product. Um, the uh, recommendation that I would have right now is if you're looking at a new headset, in particular a Windows Mixed Reality headset, if you have a need for one, please buy one really quick because I believe right now about the only thing is the Samsung Odyssey uh, second generation. Uh, I think you can still purchase it from Samsung or Microsoft right now, or possibly find some stock in uh, an online catalog somewhere. Um, but if you are looking at getting into the platform, uh, my recommendation would be to at least wait for a couple months here to make sure that they're actually serious about the platform and continuing it and aren't shifting their strategy. Microsoft does have a lot of stuff, uh, for instance, their volume metric capture rig, um, of course, the AR stuff. So they have a lot of other irons in the fire. I know they're going to stay in this space for a while, but it's not uh, necessarily something that they're innovating in the virtual reality side at the moment. Um, to our talk today, I want to go back to Apple. They have been releasing a few little things here and there that are... Um, teasing at better augmented reality experiences, uh, some of them more directly than others. And uh, the one that came across my desk this week was the 
FaceTime Attention Correction System. And it'll be something you can turn on or off on any FaceTime video chat. And while that's not something that you normally think is a augmented reality experience, it's just a normal video chat. This is a place where you're going to see these augmented, mixed, whatever reality experiences uh, kind of blur the line with reality. Uh, in particular, this is a artificial intelligence algorithm that takes your eyes and makes them look like you're looking at the person uh, that you're chatting with. Um, from what I understand of this is that it's not always a creepy uh, fix your eyes where no matter what you do, they're always focused straight on the person. Uh, that would be weird. But it does basically take where the camera right now for your video chat is above the screen. So it looks like you're either looking down because you're looking lower than the camera if you're looking at their eyes, or if you look at the camera, you're not able to actually see the person that you're chatting with. So it's kind of a really funky, uh, awkward situation. They could solve this with possibly some of the new technology that's coming out, uh, at least in the research phase right now, of putting a screen uh, over the top of the camera, kind of like the notches that they have now or Samsung's circle that they've cut in the display, but leaving the display over those pixels and actually turning those pixels dark while it records so that it gets a good clear picture through the screen. That type of technology would allow you to look straight at the camera if the person's eyes were, or really the, the bridge of their nose was where the camera is focused or uh, located in the screen. But that does leave a problem that uh, you would not be able to adjust the camera underneath the screen based on where their eyes are, you would have to fix the eyes in the same place on the screen. So um, I guess it's a trade-off if we want to do an algorithm to fix your eyes or an algorithm to place someone's head always in the same spot on the screen. Um, it also does have the limitation if there's maybe two people chatting or you're looking at their dog, something like that where the, the eye interactions may not always um, be framed right to make the eye contact work. So anyways, using an artificial intelligence algorithm, they are able to kind of fake where your eyes are looking. Uh, it remains to be seen how well this holds up in lots of different situations. And if it has the same effect that a lot of other deep fake algorithms have in that it, when it kicks in, it looks creepy. Um, it's also going to uh, require a lot of different controls. There's been some issues in the past where uh, maybe a certain race of people, a certain age demographic, for instance, younger children, um, where the algorithm doesn't pick up properly or it does something funky. Uh, is it going to cause a dog's eyes to actually move and look more human and less dog-like? Or is it going to actually be smart enough to know who is looking at it? Is it really a person? Can I turn the algorithm on? Um, anyways, that'll be a fun development to watch, see how well it's received, see how well it works in practice. Um, there's lots of other deep fake algorithms like this that I think we're going to be seeing um, start to change our normal, whether it's a video chat, a, a TV broadcast, or um, you know even a, an actual augmented reality experience. So. Uh, we could use these for, uh, for good to actually help, for instance, here, the, the make eye contact look like you're intending it to be. Um, you could also use this for evil. For instance, um, on your latest political scandal, 
you could prove how some uh, politician is maybe not looking at a person when they should, uh, when they really did, by actually re, um, reorienting their eyes to, to focus a different direction. Uh, the same kind of algorithm that can uh, fake you looking at a person could also potentially fake you looking away from someone. And rather than using it just on a phone to make a chat work better, it could be used in a editing facility of uh, the latest, um, you know, fake news creation team. Um, so I think we have a, a place as a society. It's not a matter of banning this technology because that would never work or um, stopping the research because eventually somebody's going to do it. But it's a matter of making sure that people use it ethically and that we hold people to high standards, um, that we also continue to have artificial intelligence learn about the technologies that we're making so that we can detect when this uh, has taken place. So will we be able to detect that eyes have been manipulated, uh, be able to detect that maybe a face has been altered or clips have been merged from other sources? Um, it's going to be a cat and mouse game in that for sure. Uh, and nothing will ever be able to perfectly tell. But if we're able to have uh, responsible disclosure, as well as um, algorithms that can help possibly detect malicious uh, editing of video or other um, media, then I think we're going to um, we'll be able to continue to, to reasonably trust that what we see is uh, close to reality or a reasonable expectation of that. Um, if we don't continue to monitor that and stay up with what's able to happen, we're going to be trusting that something happened that maybe uh, really didn't happen, even though that video evidence looks very convincing. Uh, so we're entering a, a really interesting generation where we can no longer just trust all the audio, all the video, all the edits to be um, exactly what we would expect. So I'd love it if you would tweet to me this week tell me if you're excited about this technology, if you want to uh, maybe see it banned completely and lock people up, or what you want to do. Um, let's, let's have a discussion about this online. Tweet to me, Manshoots, M-A-N-S-C-H-U-T-Z, and let's have a good discussion about it. I would love to see this technology used for enhancing video, uh, not for faking things that haven't really happened. Um, of course, there's always acting, movies um, or games, some sort of theatrical production where you would expect to use the technology to, uh, to maybe help enhance the actors. Um, but what type of applications would you use this for? Uh, tweet to me, let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you're excited, if you're scared, if you want to uh, crawl into a bunker somewhere and never touch technology again. <laughs> Anyways, um, I look forward to talking to you next week uh, on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, number four. And uh, of course, subscribe to us at weeklyrealitycheck.com. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you soon.